0: of every name the name of Jesus Christ our savior. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Just want to thank God for his goodness, his love, his mercy towards me. And uh before I begin, I just want to say a quick word of prayer. Amen. Father, I just want to thank you, Lord, for your peace this morning, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I thank you, God, that I'm able, hallelujah, Lord, to be able to be a part of your kingdom, Lord, a part of your body. Father, we thank you this morning for each and every one that is present this morning. We ask you, Lord, to speak to our heart. Lord, let your word go forth with your anointing. Touch our heart and our mind and our ears. Oh, God, let us hear what your spirit will say this morning as we give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning, we want to look at St. Matthew chapter 25, beginning at the 31st verse. And St. Matthew's uh, gospel, according to historian, it was not the first gospel written. They believe it was the gospel of Mark. But this gospel was the most popular in its day around the Jewish uh, people. It was the most popular gospel. So in the New Testament, St. Matthew's the first gospel that's listed. Matthew, then Mark. So in St. Matthew, um, it's such a pretty uh lengthy gospel it's written it has about 28 29 chapters amen so it's the longest uh, gospel written 28 chapters amen and um it was the most popular in its day so we're looking at matthew chapter 25 and verse 31 well-known scripture where you may have heard the scripture before but there's something about the word of god when you hear it how god can just whisper in your ears or in your heart and he can just make his word come alive amen you may be seated praise God God bless you amen so I was listening to the word of God somehow I was I can't re- recall where I heard the scripture but when I heard it something happened I got a, a understanding where I never really thought of before and it kind of had an impact on me praise God and I feel led to share it with you this morning And, uh, you know, I I say, God, I thank you. But that's how it is with God. As we walk with God and we continue in this faith, we we grow from glory to glory, faith to faith. And we we may hear a word or a scripture and the Lord just speak to our spirit or it just come alive in such a way where we don't expect that thought. And I thought about it. And the word of God says, "Our our thought is not like God's thought. He says, neither are your ways Like my ways. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so are my thoughts than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. So it's telling me that, Lord, I may not understand how you perceive certain situation. I may only understand it based on my own understanding. But Lord, you can reveal your words or you can reveal your plans in such a way that I can get a greater understanding. And for that, I am thankful. And we are excited when we, when we get a, a revelation or an understanding in our spirit. Our spirit is stirred. We are excited. We feel like we want to run and conquer the world. Amen. And that's what we need in these last days. We need the spirit of God to speak to us. Give us that revelation, that fire we need, that drive we need, the urgency we need to go forward and reap. Praise God. We have just coming out of a time of revival. We had a great revival absolutely amazing revival all the speakers we, we've been fed but one thing one thing stick with me from that revival There was a young man preaching and he said that we are called to be reapers not gleaners and he said the the gleaner just pick up the what's left they just pick up the scraps they're gleaning whatever the reapers left behind the gleaners will come and they'll pick that up but when you're called to be a reaper you have to go out there and actually reap the harvest And I said, oh my God, I never even thought of that before. But God's saying, I don't want you to be a gleaner anymore. I want you to reap. I want you to reap where you did not sow. I want you to reap the heart of man. I want you to save souls for my kingdom. Hallelujah. I don't want you to hold back. I don't want you to go halfway. I want you to go all in and know that I've anointed you. I've called you for such a time as this. And you're going to have to reap this end time harvest. Glory to God. I don't believe he was speaking to me only. Hallelujah. But we feel like we want to see souls be saved. We want to see the presence of God. We want to see lives changed by the power of God. We know him for ourselves. We are a living witness and testimony of the glory of God. If we should get the testimony of each and every one here, there will be so much amazing story of how God has saved and delivered and healed and set free. Amen. Glory to God. I have my own story. I've been healed by God. You know, I made God a promise. I said, God, when he was first calling me, I said, God, if you're real, uh, I need you to do something. I want you to provide me a job. If you can get me a job, then I'll serve you. Lo and behold, I got a job. And I was surprised. And I said, I just made this promise to God. And I said, okay, I got to keep my portion. Because I heard a warning. The pastor, when he was preaching, he said, oh, you can make God a promise. He said he made a promise to God. When he was traveling on a plane from Jamaica to go to Canada. And he said there was so much turbulence that he thought he was going to die. He never experienced this. And he said, if this plane could land, I'll serve you. When he got to Canada, he forgot. He forgot God. He forgot the promises. But somebody remind him of his promise to God. And he served him. And lo and behold, I said, God, you are real. And I'm going to trust in you. And I'm going to serve you. And he had never let me down once. You know, we are not faithful, but he is faithful. It's not about us, it's about him. We fall at times, we make mistakes, but he is forever faithful. We can trust in him, praise God. So in Matthew 25, I won't be too long before you, we do have a a baby christening coming up afterwards. Matthew 25 and verse 31. And Jesus here was uh, given, uh, I believe his final sermon. This was a part of his final set of teaching before his crucifixion. And he mentioned the end times in chapter 24, he mentioned how, you know, uh, perilous time is going to come, and tribulation, and all these things, but in chapter 25, he go on to give a parable of the virgins, the ten ten virgins, five were wise, and five were foolish, and He went on to give the parable of the talent, the abilities that God has blessed people with. So in verse 31, I believe this is his final teaching. He says, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from his goats. And he shall, set, he shall set the sheep on his right hand. And the goats on his left. Praise God. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand. Come he blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. From the foundation of the world. What a powerful statement. Here is the Lord coming in and he's separating like. How a shepherd would separate his sheep from his goat. He put the sheep on the right. He put the goats on the left. Then he made a statement to the ones on the right. He said, come, he blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you. Now, who would want to be on the left side at that point? You know, we have to make sure we're on the right side of destiny. Hallelujah. 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 You know, when I think about the sheep and the goat, they're, they're very similar. They look like they're from the same family. They look if you, if you have to look maybe a little careful to recognize which one is a sheep or which one is a goat, they can look similar. And I heard like the Lord was saying, it's not enough just to look like a Christian, talk like a Christian, act like a Christian. There's, a, there's something we have to do to separate us. And I believe uh, he, he mentioned this in his final teaching it says in verse 35, "For I was hungry, and He gave me meat; I was thirsty, and He gave me drink; I was a stranger, and He took me in; naked, and He clothed me; I was sick, and He visited me; I was in prison, and He came unto me." Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, "Lord, whence saw we thee hungered, and fed thee; or thirsty, and gave thee drink?" When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Verse 39. Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? This was a scripture I was saying. I heard it before, but then I heard something else that I never heard before. And he said here, he said, verse 40. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as he have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, he have done it unto me. And that's the the scripture there that kind of like stuck with me. As much as you have done it to the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. You know, the difference with the, the sheep and the goat was that he called the sheep the righteous. And he... List the things they did. They, they feed the hungry. They clothe the naked. They visit the sick. Those that were in prison. They pretty much do the righteous acts. But then he described the goats. Verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. Depart from me. He cursed into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. And he gave me no meat. I was thirsty and he gave me no drink. I was a stranger and he took me not in. Naked and he clothed me not. Sick and in prison and he visit, visited me not. Then shall they also answer him saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungered, or a terse? or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. Then shall he answer, saying, Verily, or truly, I say unto you, Inasmuch as he did it not to one of the least of these, he did it not to me. And these shall go away in everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. I was saying, Lord, what's going on here? These people were looking to help Jesus. They would do it if they saw Jesus. If Jesus was sick, they would visit him. If he was in prison, they'll come look for him. They were looking to do it for Jesus. And I've heard, it was presented to me, what you do for the, the, the saints or what you do for the, the, the people of God. You're blessed for it. But what about the unsaved? What about the one that's a sinner that don't know God? And God, is, God was letting me know that it's for everybody. It's not just for the righteous. Don't look to see Jesus. Don't look to only help those that are your brothers and your sisters, those that are called by his name. We have to help the beggars, the strangers, the orphans, the widow, people that are, we don't know, praise God. And I never heard it before because all my life in church I heard we have to help our brothers and sisters. We have to love them, but let the sinners fend for themselves. Let the ones that's out there that's dying and going to hell by the million, let them fend for themselves. Focus only on your brothers and sisters and the saints of God and the preachers and the missionaries and help them, but let them go. And God is saying, the righteous is going to help anybody, anybody. Not looking for labor, we're not looking for Jesus. We're not looking for a missionary or a saint or anyone. We're helping the man on the street begging. We're helping the lady that cannot help her kids. We're helping the homeless at the park people that are in despair that's who we're helping that's the heart of god that's who is going to be saved jesus said i came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance i believe that's the message we need in these last days for us to fill this church if we truly get this message and get what god is trying to say to us we will there will not be an empty pew in this church and it won't take a long time we can do this in a year praise god there's so many people out there. You know, I'll travel, I went to Walmart the other day and I look around. Not to call Walmart out, but I shop at Walmart. But I look at the people there and I just look and I say, wow, you know, these people look like they're hurting. Like it's tough. You know, they're trying to get a bargain or a deal. And I say, my, what, what if I could share the gospel with them? What if I could help somebody here or just witness to them? And I said, this is the harvest right here. They're looking for a deal. They're looking for saving, something to help. They need to hear about the kingdom of god they need something more than this world can offer amen so that's what the lord have led on my heart maybe it's only for me maybe it's not for you but i said lord whatever you give to me I'll, I'll share it lord you know but i know i needed it because i know my eyes were blind i know i i didn't have compassion on certain people i say it's their fault they should serve god it's their fault. No, it's not their fault. Some people are born into so many stuff. They, they, have, they, they, they have place in situation they have no control over. The Lord is saying, no, it's time for us to, to have compassion. Have compassion. Amen. That's the heart of God. And I believe those are the people that God want to fill in this church. Those are the people that need to be saved. I believe if we truly run with this, we'll bring each and every one of us here can bring 10 people in the house of God. Wouldn't it be nice if we bring ten people in the house of God? Ten. And we feel good. You know, we have the ability. God has anointed us. He has given us the power and the ability to do good works. And that's all it is. It's good works. Hallelujah. And, you know, it's a shame sometimes, but sometimes the people in the world is doing good works more than the saints. Yeah. Sometimes the people in the world are more caring, more loving, more sharing, have more compassion. And because of that, the sinner, before they come to the house of God, they'll go to their friend. They'll go to, they get comfort in other places, right? So we have to be mindful, more sensitive. I know I close my hands many times when somebody is begging. I say, oh, they're going to use it. They're going to abuse it. They're going to buy something else. You know, sometimes we only give them a dollar. I'll just give you a dollar. Because I don't know what you're going to do with it. But compassion. We can have compassion on others we can you know and when we take that approach we are able to speak in their life we're able to speak to them and it does they don't have to only be begging they could go into certain situation maybe it's their family or marriage or kids or whatever the situation is maybe they're in prison he said i'll never go to a prison i'll never go to the prison i don't want to go there but if jesus was there i think we'll all go visit him yeah, we, I think we'll all go visit him. And if Jesus was sick and at the hospital, I think we'll all go to the hospital to visit Jesus. Hallelujah! So let us not make excuses. We don't want to be like the goats and say, "Lord, when, when, when were you hungry? When were you naked? When were you homeless? When were you in prison? When, Lord?" That's all that we're looking for. When. May the Lord bless us this morning and let the Lord keep us. Amen. We want to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I know this message is for me because I needed it. This message has changed me. When I heard this message, I was jumping up because I said, oh, my God, that's what I needed. That's what I needed. And I tell you, after I heard that message, some, I don't know where I heard it, but it was just that scripture that jumped out on me. And it's that verse. I'll read it again. Verse 40. This is when the king was speaking. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily or truly I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now we, we, we interpret it, I used to interpret it that he was talking about his brethren. What ye have done unto his brethren, you have done unto these. Now he was talking to his brethren, he was telling them, Whatever you have done to the least of these, you have done it unto me. The word of God says in Psalm, when we lend to the poor, when we give to the poor, we lend unto the Lord. Can we lend to God? Yes. By helping the poor. Hallelujah. I believe after this message, I'm hoping that not just me, all of us, and I'm challenging myself, I'm challenging myself to not close my heart whenever there's a need. Because we have the well. That never run dry. Think about that woman at the well. She just needed that water. But Jesus said you're going to have that living water. Where you don't have to come to this well anymore. You're going to have that river of water flowing up into everlasting life. Amen. It's that well that we need. Nothing in this world could satisfy. Jesus, you're the well that never run dry. Hallelujah. So many are seeking So many things, satisfaction, comfort, they're seeking all their life. They're focusing on one thing, to be satisfied, to be comfort. And the Lord said, my peace I give unto you. Now does the world give, I give it unto you. Peace, hallelujah. How many need peace this morning? We all need peace. Who likes stress? No, I want peace in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah nobody likes stress we all want to be have peace and jesus said the peace that i have i give it to you you didn't earn it can't do anything to earn it you didn't bought it can't pay for it i gave it to you because you need it hallelujah glory to god so i want to encourage us this morning let us love the sinners and what it what this message have done for me i've at sinners differently now i don't look at them as just sinners anymore I said, they're a potential child of God. <laughs> they're a potential saints of God. <laughs> I don't look at them as just broken and, you know. No, I said, they're a potential. It's almost like you're helping Jesus right there. I look at them differently now. And I tell you the impact we're going to have on this world. Because we have love. You know, we cannot give something we don't have. You cannot. We can't. I cannot give something I don't have. If, if somebody asks me for and I don't have it. I cannot give them something I don't have. They need love and I don't have love. I cannot give love away. Hallelujah. But we have love this morning. We have compassion. We have the grace of God in our life. We can love the sinner like nobody else can love them. We can care for the needs of others like nobody else can. Hallelujah. We can make that sacrifice that no one else can. And I'm closing, but I want to remind you about the story of the Good Samaritan. Thought about the Good Samaritan. Why did he have to stop? Why did he take the time to help the stranger? Why did the Good Samaritan stop? The Bible said that the, the, the priest went on one side, the Levite went on the other side, and they passed this man by. But there's something about this Samaritan. They call him the Good Samaritan. Now, we won't look at the story, but... This guy, he, the guy that was robbed, he was beaten by thief and robbers. And I preached this message at the homeless park and there was such a powerful anointing there at the park. You know, but this guy, he was a Samaritan and in Samaria, they, it was a treacherous place. In Samaria, they'll rob you in a heartbeat. It was a crooked place. So this guy was from Samaria and he could identify the, with this man that was beaten and robbed. And he looked at him with compassion and he said, that could have been me. I could have been robbed right there. The man that got robbed, he didn't have nothing to do with it. He was just going about his business and thieves and robbers robbed him and left him there half dead. And the good Samaritan said, that could have been me. The Bible said, let us love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And the question was asked, who is my neighbor? And Jesus gave that example. He said, who was a neighbor unto this man? The good Samaritan said, I could have been the one there beaten and robbed. I could be left there after that, And I would love for somebody to come pick me up, bind up my wound, put me on their donkey, get me into an inn. And the man paid for him. He paid. He said, and I don't want you to ill-treat him because I have to go. But I'm going to give you some extra money. And when I come back, whatever else you need, I'm going to give it to you. He cared for the guy. And I said, how is it that priest and the Levi and, you know, Certain people, they pass this guy by. What was different about this guy? What was so different? Compassion. He identified with him. He considered himself. And that's the heart of Jesus. That's our example. That's, what Je- that's how Jesus wants us to walk. When we hear about people in unfortunate situation or circumstances, it could have been us or one of our children or something. Let us, let us identify and help them. The Bible said weep with those that weep mourn with those that mourn comfort those rejoice with those that rejoice right so um lord is speaking to us this morning the harvest the harvest is ready souls out there they're ready for us they're ready for the child of god to come and love on them come and minister to them they're ready for us to give them more than the temporal need the man on the street that's asking us he wants to hear a word he don't just want your money he wants to hear about what we have he wants encouragement. Give him a word. And one thing I notice about these, uh, these homeless people, whenever you help them, they always say, God bless you. And I say, wow. You may never hear God bless you nowhere else in the society. You may never hear it on your work. You may never hear it. But when you help somebody on the street, the first thing they're going to tell you, God bless you. And I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So... I'm closing. May the Lord God bless bless each and every one of us this morning. Let us be challenged to look at people differently. Let us see Christ in them. Let us see them as potential saints of God. Potential brothers and sisters in the house of God. Hallelujah. And not just people that just we don't care about or we don't have the time to, the energy or the time or the resources. Let us focus on where the heart of God is. I love you this morning. May God bless you. May God keep you. We're closing and uh, we do have a christening coming up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Before I close, I want to pray a prayer. Let us pray. We have like three or four minutes. Let us pray that the Lord would just touch us this morning and anoint us that we can go forward and conquer and reap this harvest, this end time harvest, this harvest of soul that are dying, that are thirsty, that are lost hallelujah can you bow your head at this time father we love you thank you lord god for your grace your mercy your peace father it's only because of your mercy while we're not consumed lord we thank you that we're able to be in your house this morning with the saints of god with the children of god but there's so many outside lord that don't know you they're lost they're broken they're bound in sin lord they need to be free father we have the answer lord your word says you are the way you are the truth And you are the life. That's what they need. They need life. They need truth. And they need a way. And that's what you are. Matter of fact, you are the only Savior. Because your word says there is no other Savior. God say, I know not any. Hallelujah. God, you are the God that saves us. You are our Jehovah. You are our Jehovah that saves us, God. Father, we thank you that you are the well that never run dry. You have kept us. You have revived us. You have sustained us. God, we worship you this morning. Thank you for your words, which is truth. Help us to receive and hear what your spirit is saying unto us. Help us, God, that when we see the need of the sinners, those that are broken, those that are without the kingdom, that we'll see them as potential saints of God. We'll see them, God, as we're helping you, God. That we'll be like the sheep, God, that was on the right side. That says, Lord, where where were you? When did we saw you in prison and sick and hungry? When did we visit you, God? Not knowing that what they have done unto the least, they were doing it as unto you. Lord, help us, God, that we'll be willing, we'll be able, God. We'll be able and willing to be used of you in whatever situation, whatever need, God. Help us to share the love of God that's rich in our heart and in our mind and in our spirit. Bless your people this morning. Bless us with your wisdom and with your word. Continue, God, to use us to reap this end-time harvest. But truly, the harvest is complete. It is ready. And we ask you to let there be laborers, God, that will go forth and reap, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. Amen. God bless you.